Hello. Good evening. Is it evening? Who, who cares? Hi, I'm Sergio. You're listening to the Shellheads podcast. Uh, we're a team and T podcast. Uh, I'm your host. Uh, my, y- your other host is Jeff Hubbard. Hey, Jeff. Welcome to Shellheads. Greetings, Sergio. It's always good to be back. Always? Yeah. E- even when I'm like super crabby? That's the most fun. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what episode is this? Sergio this week. Yeah. Right, right. Is it cake? Uh, is it cookies being cake? What? Cookies aren't cake, Jeff. <laughs> See, and we were already off to a tremendous. There's, there's not a situation where cookies are cake. Don't insult cake <laughs> by, by by comparing it to the superior cookie. Let's okay. Let's don't get off top to- to- track. <laughs> this is episode sixty, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so on the on the fives, uh, what, what what do we do? Character spotlight. That's right. But before we get to the characters, what's the 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 put the parentheses around it to make it char- character or characters? Uh, yeah. Before we get to those, that this one, the, the, the them. <laughs> let's. Go th- get, let's let's go to our, our brand brand new newly added uh, like two episodes ago uh, segment because why not add a segment when we're 58 episodes into a show? Sure. Uh, what's in Sergio's box? Okay, yeah. So so what what's in Sergio's box? My box? What's in my box? Uh, that's where we basically talk about the 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 dumb turtle stuff that I've gotten since the last episode um, aired and. This time around, um, as as you and I, as we all know, the stimulus checks uh, went out, mm-hmm. uh, and they were they were they were pinging people's banks bank accounts. And let's let's just say, uh, I did pay some bills. I was responsible. You know, I have children to 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 to, to raise, so I didn't go completely haywire. Yeah. But let's say I did uh, stimulate the economy. Right. With with a bit of of the cash. That 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 I got. It, it wouldn't be you if you didn't. You're absolutely right. Uh, do, do you want to know what I got, Jeff? I do. What was in Sergio's box? Well, the big, the, the not the biggest physically. Uh, I I got the Raphael giant sized NECA figure. Oh snap! Yeah, yeah, and and we we've we've mentioned that thing before. It, it's beautiful, and in person, it's absolutely stunning. Is it as big as the NECA Raphael? The movie one? The movie one? It's a little bit shorter. Just a little bit. So it could uh, be his little brother? It's his kid brother, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he has, like, exchangeable heads, right? You can pop mm-hmm. his head off and then put an angry head on. Ooh. And then on top of that, like you can pop the mouth off of both of the the heads, and then there's like exchangeable mouths. So like okay. it can be angry head with yelling mouth, or smirky mouth with with happy head. That's really freaking cool. Like you you could theoretically do an entire stop motion TV show with this thing. Oh wow. Uh, I'm sure it would break in you know, but <laughs> break before you made it through like the first five minutes. But hey. It's really, really cool. Well, like, we're gonna do photos can... of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, 
I don't know if I would recommend it because it's a lot of money, and I know that people don't have a lot of that these days. So, yeah. you know, if, if if you're set, get it. Uh, what else did I get? I found uh, someone on Facebook Marketplace who was willing to sell me the musical Mutagen Tour four pack that was previously a Target exclusive. Ooh, because that sold- was, you, you could not find that like anywhere. Yeah, I've literally never – I had never seen it in person in in a Target at all. I bet uh, you we never even got it here. That's pr- You're probably right. You're probably right, or the it, they got it, and it was on shelves for like three minutes. So I got it. It was still shrink-wrapped. Like it was brand new. Ooh. Which, that's nice. Course, yeah, yeah. And, and of course, I immediately get, have, have the, the internal crisis of what do I do? You know, because because it's shrink wraps. You can't see the figures. Yeah. You, you you can't. You're just you're just going by. Oh, look what I have. I have this thing. Look what I have. I have this thing. But you can't actually experience them. And so I opened it. Of course. I was uh, about yeah. to say, wait, it might show up again and you could get another one. No, no. It was it, like it was technically a comic con release. So I doubt they're going to make any more of those. And also, if the packaging was packaged in a way that you could see the figures, I probably would have kept it sealed. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, that's what I want to see. I want to see what's in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in Sergio's box? So I opened it, and they are stunning. They're beautiful, man. No sh- Shells or no shells? Well, I didn't get them out, out. I opened it. Oh, okay. Uh, but now that you've asked me, I'll probably pop one out and see if they're actually if they have have shells. I think they have shells. I'll be very interested to to see if that is the case. Yeah, like never has something so ridiculously stupid been rendered with such detail and beauty. I you know I don't expect anything less from from NECA. Now some some stuff has been kind of off point. Um yeah. but they're really I, I think they're really kind of just ton, you know honing it in when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, outside of like some quality control stuff here and there, like NECA's pretty their designs and 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 you know planning and stuff is, is really top notch. Mm-hmm. Um the the last thing and most expensive thing that I got in got in the mail. More expensive than the giant sized raft? Don't judge me, Jeff. I'm just saying, like, what? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to say how much I paid for this because it is an embarrassing amount of money. But Ooh. I ponied up the cash and actually bought the Bebop and Rocksteady Bunnies Loot Crate. Oh snap! Yes. It was the complete loot crate with an extra large shirt. That's really the only, my only complaint is that the shirt doesn't fit me, but I'm not going to wear it, so it doesn't really matter. I'll um, legit take that extra large shirt. No, no, you can't have it. It's a Mondo Gecko shirt. It's cool. Hey. It's hey, real cool. You're not a big guy. You can't wear that shirt. I'm, yeah, but I'm like, no, no one's going to wear I paid too much money for this shirt. Fine. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar. No, I'll take your dollar, but No. Uh, those bunnies are real stupid. Of course. <laughs> when I opened it and my wife was in the room, she's like, oh, what's that? And I was like, I'll show you as long as I don't 
tell you how much I paid for them. And she was like, what? She's like, never mind. They're look at them. They're cute. And she saw them and she was like, oh, those are adorable. Did you get them because Easter's coming up? Didn't even occur to me that Easter was coming up. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's just it, no. So, yeah, that's that's the the that's the last thing. So, so that I spent a lot of money over the past two weeks. And I it, like ultimately I'm going to look at these boxes in my house and be like, why, why, why do I own this? But. Right now, right now, I'm getting the the real uh, quality endorphins from them. Yeah, that's really all that matters. Right. Yeah, yeah. But so that just leaves um, Force Ghost tre- uh, Splinter. Force, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spirit of Splinter. Uh, that one. Oh, the prices on that one. It, it, mm. People are still apparently receiving those. Was that a uh, that was an exclusive as well, was it not? Yes, that w- that was a loot crate exclusive. But but from what I understand, they're still shipping them out as they manufacture wow. them. So hopefully enough of them hit the market that I can find one at not you know eight hundred billion dollars. As long as it's not shipping from a foreign country, you should be set because you know it's probably going to be bootlegged fake. I, well, I I I know. I I'm know. Just I'm just I saying. Know. I know that you know. I'm just. Saying. I know. I know. Uh, uh, also, this past weekend, um, my family and uh, and I went on vacation in New Orleans, and down there, I was able to score a Shadow Master Shredder. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. What are we talking? Oh, are we are we talking about the 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 the, the mishap? Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah I, I i go to new orleans and i'm standing in a, in, in a walmart because you know i check the walmarts when i go on vacation because i'm american and in their electronic section or the collectible section there is a huge stack of shadow master shredders like 20 or 25 of them uh and full full like shelf boxes full of the two packs of the ninja turtles so like a donnie and leo two pack times four or five of them. Uh, and then the Michelangelo and Raphael two pack times like five of those. And they're of course from the original movie. Mm-hmm. And I knew that Jeff, uh, I, I knew you, you wanted those or at least yeah. I, you know, thought you did. So I tried to call you. What happened, man? I think it was asleep at that time. It was like mid afternoon. I think it was up late. Well, unfortunately, I had already left the Walmart and I was not able to to, to pick you those things up. Yeah. Because I wasn't positive you actually wanted them. I know you had mentioned that you were looking for them, but you had never said that you you know you were ready to drop the money to buy them. Yeah, because I got the I got the big ones when they came out. Um, yeah. And uh, I was like, well, now those don't exactly fit on my display shelf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's, like, the, that's like a hundred bucks. Like it's it's yeah. it's not cheap to get all four of them. No, and I definitely would throw down for that. But there is good news. Yes. So uh, b- before the end of my trip, we did visit a couple more WalMarts and went back to the same one. And when I got there, there was one two pack left, and it was Donnie and Leo. They still had about five shadow master shredders mm-hmm. but in the span of 48 hours they sold a lot of turtles stuff it's either fans or scalpers yeah 
Yeah. But I'm legit. Like, the pairing, though, is weird to me because, like, Don and Mikey were paired in the movie, and then Raph and Leo. It's not a a big deal. It's a small nitpick, but I digress. (laughs) Well, I did pick you up the... The, the Don and, and Leo, uh, is, and I'm still going to be on the lookout for the other two. Yeah, they'll so hit our area time, at some point. If 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 Sergio doesn't find them, and we will let you know, we'll update everybody you know, in, in you know newer casts. But if anybody out there um, is able to find the Michelangelo two pack, uh, please message us on those social medias. <laughs> Jeff will be willing to take that off your hands. Uh, and, and if we're doing this, like usually we don't do this, but we have a little extra time this episode. Like I would also like to place an order. I need the Vernon Rat King two pack from Target. So if anybody yeah. has that, they're willing to sell me like reach out. We'll make a deal. You know, yeah. Score yourself some some stimulus cash. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also last thing, last thing. This 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 last thing technically wasn't in my box, but uh, have you seen the Q figs, like the the turtles Q figs? I want to say I looked those up the other day, but I maybe maybe you well, did, okay. You did tell me about them. Yeah, yeah, like they're sleek looking little. They're not necessarily like action figures. They're not posable or anything. They're they're basically plastic statues. But they're they're pretty sleek looking dudes. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, you look them up? Those are funky looking. Yeah, they're cool. They they have some style. Like, I would watch a TV show with that style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found all four of them at that same Walmart. And they're what, 10 apiece? They're 20 apiece. Oh. So, so they were uh, more than I thought they were going to be. I figured they were going to be about 15. And they are smaller than what they look in pictures. Mm-hmm. which I think is my only uh, real complaint. Right. Uh, but other than that, they're as advertised. They're adorable. They're sturdy. They, they're heavy. They, they, like, they look good. Um, so check them out. If you like them, buy them. If not, admire them from afar. Yeah. That is what's in Sergio's box. Very nice. What time is it now, Jeff? It's 10.16. Oh, Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's time for the news. <laughs> I'm totally leaving that in. <laughs> that was wonderful. Uh, yeah, we have news. What's our first news topic, Jeff? Um, we've got uh some new NECA. Uh, figure announcements or an announcement, I should say. Yeah, an um, announcement. <laughs> the um, which comes on the eve or the tail end of uh, Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze has turned thirty. Um, this week or was yep. it last week? It's last week. Which week? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it was recently. Recently. And so they announced um, that they will be doing the Ultimate Shredder. From that film, um, not the Super Shredder, just the no. legit regular Return from the Dead-ish Shredder. <laughs> and uh, they uploaded some uh, some video footage of uh, one of the guys sculpting his face, and it looks so freaking cool just to see all like 
the attention to detail, like the scars and everything. I was like, I'm 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 pretty excited um, for this one because I think it looks a little bit better than the uh, the first movie, uh, Face Sculpt. Yeah, yeah. Didn't I call this? Didn't I? Didn't I? Wasn't I like, hey? You did. They're probably gonna do the you know figures for the turtles and, and characters from the second movie. Mm-hmm. And then like a week and a half later, they do it. Yep. They're cashing in on that uh, money-making machine. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I was not a fan of that original Shredder figure at all. Yeah. Um, so uh, they, they tend to put a, a lot of detail into the Ultimate figures. So this one should be pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. I like it. I like it. I'm pretty pumped. Uh, I have a piece of news, Jeff. Do you now, Sergio? Yes, yes. Are you? Uh, so once quarantine is lifted, are you are you planning on visiting like Australia anytime soon? Uh, not really. That's a bummer because why? You, if if you were to visit Australia soon, um, you could you could have uh, mutagen on your pizza. You know that. Mm, th- I don't know if that's a good idea. What what like it's 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 a promo with Pizza Hut. Um, they're calling it Mutagen Ranch, and it is pretty much the same color green as Mutagen. And the the the, the pictures that that have <laughs> come with with the the announcement are pretty gross looking. Yeah, it's definitely a nuclear green. Uh. <laughs> it looks like this the slime from uh from nickelodeon it's what it, it looks like it does it looks like the leftovers from uh you know the the kids choice awards that they're just like hey you guys want some of this sure we'll put it on our pizza yeah yeah uh i'm not a ranch guy like i i actively despise ranch it's it's actually worse than cake uh, uh of course i i would expect nothing less <laughs> but i know that that's a thing like ranch on pizza like weirdos do that hey i'm not gonna be eating this hey hey Watch even it. if this was available here i will not be eating this just but i don't think my digest my digestive tract would allow me to enjoy that i like ranch on pizza or dipping yeah. it whatever but no no <laughs> i just like that it's real stupid <laughs> I mean, I mean, I do. I mean, I can appreciate it for that. Like, I wonder if we're going to get any other like, I don't know if it'll come stateside because it's also, I believe, available maybe in the UK or coming soon Um, uh, for our friends across the pond there. Um, I. But it is kind of nice to see them partnering with uh, Pizza Hut again for something. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I wonder if they're going to have anything else like, you know turtle boxes or you know stuff or like hey you can can i cash in my uh pizza hut coupon <laughs> <laughs> you 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 can have you can have green ranch drizzled on your pizza for an extra dollar oof no i'll i'll, I'll keep my extra dollar or or you can get wings that are drenched in green ranch oh god just okay no i'm sorry it's not drenched it's I don't know. I don't know. There's no pictures here of the wings. That Drizzle. would be really funny if it was just drenched. 
Oh, I found pictures. It was it was <laughs> it was grizzled. It was pretty disgusting looking. But like you know, as a kid, if you're a kid, you're gonna eat this up and then probably have bathroom issues. Yeah. Um, Again, it's it's just food coloring in ranch. Like it's it's not like it's actually poison. Well, it depends on your digestive tract. Well, yeah. Uh, apparently, they're also offering uh, Turtles-themed pizzas. <laughs> Bananas and sausage, or like uh, oysters and hot fudge? No. No? <laughs> no, no, no. no. They're still real pizza toppings. Like, Leonardo is a pepperoni lover's pizza. Uh, Donatello is a cheese lover's pizza. Michelangelo, naturally, is a Hawaiian pizza. Raphael is a barbecue meat lover's. Which I I, I would love a smoky barbecue pizza. Uh, And Splinter is the Super Supreme. I was going to go with Super Sushi Supreme, but you can't do that on at least American pizza. Yeah, well, also, they're not going to, outside of packets of green ranch, they're not going to ship anything to their restaurants that they don't already have there. So true, true. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting pairing. Of, uh, you know, different pizzas. Yeah, like the only one that I don't really agree with is Donatello. Like, I feel like he would he would want something more complex than cheese. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's stupid. (laughs) I I can I can agree with that. (laughs) Okay, okay. well, that does it for news. Uh, And I and I guess since we're talking about stupid things. What what are the, the the characters that we're character spotlighting this episode, Jeff? We are spotlighting Bebop and Rocksteady, everybody's favorite m- mental morons. Yeah, yeah. BNR. I I have a a Not complicated the Arthur. No, no. I have a complicated relationship with these two characters. A lot of fans do, I think. Uh, and and they they seem to be like them and Toka and Razar seem to be like two points of contention. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if I don't know if I what am I trying to say here, Jeff? I don't know if I I have like a t- contentious relationship with them. I just don't know where they're appropriate. Hmm. Because as okay. you said, they're they're the morons. They're they're the they're the, the the slapstick idiots of the original cartoon. Like that is their their origin. Yeah. And they mesh well with the tone and the stories that that cartoon was, you know, was 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 telling. Mm-hmm. After that, though, how do you fit those characters into subsequent shows that all have a significantly more serious tone? Mm-hmm. And the you know whatever creators are involved, they they, they always pick and choose. Uh, does Bebop and Rocksteady go in here? You know, so let's break down like all of the different versions of Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, but before we do that, what are what are your just high level thoughts on the characters? For me, I go back to that first season of the '87 cartoon where they were brutes and just how do you stop these guys you know and then but going from that to them just being i mean they were already stupid 
but yeah. like going, but they were almost, you know, dang near unstoppable, um, to going to just like being a joke. And then in later iterations, flipping that completely the other way back around to that first season to where they're brutes, they're still stupid, but they're a much bigger threat. Yes. And, and they flipped it from them being stupid and big to the, the, like the size of the threat that they are is compounded by their stupidity. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and and and, I'm, and IDW really leans into that. Um, let's talk about their origin. And I don't mean, hey, they're mutant, you know, street gang members. We're like their origin, origin. So the turtles come are coming from the comic books, and of course, the comic books are not children friendly. They are kind of campy, but have a very serious tone. Mm-hmm. But there aren't mutants like there's four turtles and there's splinter but it's not like there's a whole stable of mutant characters to pull from and so when they're developing the tv show uh fred wolf studios or whatever it was called back then um murakami swanson wolf or something murakami Murakami wolf Wolf and swanson something like that they worked very closely with Playmates, the toy maker who had, you know, signed the signed the deal to, you know, create and and market the toys to create villains that were marketable at the toy level. And working with the production company, the toy company and Mirage, because, of course, Mirage had to approve everything. Yeah. Peter and Kevin had to approve had to had to put their stamp of approval on it out pops. Two of the most ridiculous characters of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a safe assumption? Like, like yes. W- yes. What other characters are as ridiculous as Be a Pop and a Rocksteady? How much time you got? Like, like the Noid, maybe? <laughs> oh. Or was the Noid the 90s? No, he no, was. No, the Noid was a, the 80s, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was ridiculous. Uh, the California Raisins? Yeah, that was kind of dumb, you know? Yeah. I dug it. But, you know, because that same team that animated those did a Turtles commercial later on. No, so see, like the 80s were where they're a weird time. Oh, yeah. You, you could create a character that's a mutant warthog. And instead of it being the most off putting thing on TV, it'd be a sticking point that is so charming that it carries on for 30 years. Oh, most definitely. And so, so we have a, a mutant warthog and a mutant rhinoceros. And you're right. Uh, originally, they were introduced as brutes. They were just introduced as characters that were not only supposed to match the turtles in their mutant dumb, but they were supposed to be big and strong, mm-hmm. and be able to defeat them. And at first, it looks like they can, you know, or at least they can be a threat. As you said, very succinctly they turned into a joke yeah and while the jokes throughout the rest of the 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 original 87 series are kind of hit and miss some of them are dynamite you know like when we saw saw them wearing uh the what was it the 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 mother and child outfits (laughs) last season that we watched 
you know, the the the, yeah. the, the, the previously referred to bunnies costumes that they have on. Like anytime these idiots play dress up, I'm front row. Oh, yeah. Business suits, B- business suits, pirate costumes. Pirates are great. I think that's like, the best one. Bebop and Rocksteady love looking sharp. Yeah. And after the 87 cartoon, they just kind of disappear for a while. Yeah. You know, they, they weren't in any, any of the movies, despite there being a spot for them in the second movie. Yeah, and Peter Laird fought really hard against that because he, he was not really a fan of those characters. True, true. Then why did he let Toka and Razar be created? Like, I don't know, because it's essentially they're essentially the same type in a way. I mean, it's yeah. just different, different mutants. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna litigate to- Toka and Razar this episode, and yeah. I might I might do some research before we actually do talk about them to find out why, because yeah. I'm kind of murky on the details of that. Um, but we don't see them in the movies. We don't see them in Next Mutation. We don't see them in Two K Three. There's nods to it. Like There's nods Gen- to it, but yeah, again from the uh, Usagi Ujimbo universe, like uh, gets uh, gets some. Human clothes. And I was like, he's dressed up like Rocksteady. <laughs> yes. Nods to it, but the characters are nowhere to be found. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, they are in the Archie comic, because that's loosely based on the, on the original cartoon. They're not in the Mirage comics. They're not in the Image comics. They're not in Mirage Volume 2 or uh, Volume 4. They're not in... The Dreamwave comic, they like, they disappear for like fifteen, twenty years almost. Yeah. Okay, maybe not that long, but it was a very long time. Oh no, you're right. Yeah. It, it so was a really like, really long time. Let's see. If if the '87 cartoon ended in what '98 or '97? It was '93. No, it ended in '97. Did it? Yeah, ten seasons. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, because because next mutation, of... next mutation debuted the very next year in '98. Oh, okay. Uh, so from '97 to oh no '96. '96. Okay, I was close. '96 to what 2013? Yeah. When yeah. they were introduced in IDW. That's a good long time. I feel like that was the next time they were included in in anything other. They might have been in like a video game or something. I don't know. No? Mm-mm. Not until uh, Mutants in Manhattan came out on PlayStation 4 and maybe Xbox, PS3? Yeah, 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 yeah. It came out for... Yeah, it was one of those that straddled generations. But that wasn't until, of course, after the IDW uh, reintroduction. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't uh, show up again until the... Uh, also in the uh, 2012 series. That's true. And the 2012 series takes an extremely unique approach to creating Bebop and Rocksteady. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how familiar with it you are, and this is probably going to spoil some stuff, and I apologize. I've seen an episode or two. Yeah, I'm not going to straight up tell you what happens. Mm-hmm. With, you know, the characters, but basically 
what they do is introduce two characters that are human in two different episodes. They have entire like stories that involve these characters as humans. And then like the next season or later in that season, they mutate both of those characters into Bebop and Rocksteady. Well, that's pretty cool without even like it's, it's not like there's any kind of uh, foreshadowing. It's just like, Hey, you know, this character you met last season, guess what? He's Bebop now. Yeah. And it was a really backwards way to do it, to kind of give both Bebop and Rocksteady backstories mm-hmm. that they so desperately need. Uh, now, with that said, that version of the characters, they they are not really good representations of Bebop and Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. They're more the characters in, like, visual and in name but other than that, they are not like Rocksteady has an accent because he's from Russia. Like, yeah. Yeah. So so it's it's a bizarre version of them, but I enjoyed it because they still had that, you know, kind of goofy banter between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's weird that that was that to the greater narrative of Ninja Turtles, because when you think the greater narrative, you think what is resonating with children and people not and and typically comic books don't do that oh i have to interject we forgot turtles forever they showed up in turtles forever okay yeah they did show up in turtles forever but technically that's just an extension of the 87 cartoon well true but still i know but i got you i got you they didn't and they didn't do much they didn't do much but as i was saying like when the normie, <laughs> I don't like using that word, but it gets the point across. When the normie thinks about Ninja Turtles and they think Bebop and Rocksteady, their first thought is the original cartoon. Oh, without a doubt. The second thought that might come to mind is the Michael Bay produced movies. Yeah. The third thought could be the second thought. It really depends on what's, you know, resonates more is the Nickelodeon show. So one of the most popular versions of these characters has very little to do with the core of the characters. Does that make sense? Is yeah. it, did what I say make sense or is my brain just vomiting into this microphone? No, that, that sounds about right for, for you. <laughs> little column A, little column B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's so it's really weird that you know it was twenty when what was it twenty eleven, and they're launching a new Ninja Turtles TV show, and the the only Bebop and Rocksteady they really had to pull from was the original. Yeah, that's crazy recent. Um, what do you know about the Bebop and Rocksteady that was featured in Out of the Shadows? Out of the Shadows, the movie, not Out of Sh- Out of the Shadows, the video game. Um, not a whole lot. I know, uh, was it, was it Gary Anthony Williams? Uh huh. Was like the most perfect choice. Yes, he was. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna get a dude with a, a tremendous amount of comedic talent as him to play one of the most iconic villains of an '80s cartoon, you could not have made a better choice. I completely agree, man. Completely agree. I mean, it was Uncle Ruckus. 
like Gary Anthony Williams is one of those those people that's not f- actually famous, but he's in a lot of stuff. I, I would I, say that. Like he's... I just I was watching Undercover Brother yesterday because that's what I do. Watch Undercover Brother. And by the way, that movie has aged really well and it's hilarious. Gary yeah. Anthony Williams is in that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the version that's in Out of the Shadows is very true to the core of the two characters. Mm-hmm. You know, two low lowlifes who are stupid and get mutated into these giant brutes who are who end up being a legit threat to the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite work as well because the turtles themselves are all brutes. But that's just the story they're telling. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed them in the movie. Uh, and of course, we'll cover that eventually. <clears throat> I don't know if I liked. Of course, I did not like the character design. The character designs in those movies are just trash. But yeah, if we're if we're talking just how they were portrayed, my stamp of approval, at least on that. Right. Uh, and I'm actually like, I'm not really excited for you to watch the first movie because I know that you're going to going to have to watch it and try not to poop yourself while watching it. I wouldn't say poop myself, but like, you know, try and like run out of the room. Yeah. Without having to be like, you know, strapped down to a chair, <laughs> like in a Clockwork Orange, and have the the things that open my eyelids. And yeah, know. yeah. And I'll be there just to to keep your eye, eyeballs moist while it's yeah. while it tortures you. Lots of visine. Yeah, uh, I am actually excited to watch you watch Out of the Shadows. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I've heard that's. It's- arguably better but it's still not by a very wide margin i would say by a wide margin and it is and arguably is not even it is absolutely better okay like because wasn't the first movie basically just a clone of the amazing spider-man uh no the amazing spider-man is a good movie oh okay well that's true (laughs) the plot the plot at least Okay, I I would have to break down those plots to answer that question, probably. Um, the second movie's actually good. It's secretly actually good. Like, there's a lot of stuff that, that is bad about it, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's really good. And Bebop and Rocksteady play a very big part in why it's good. Okay. Um, but that's enough about the, that that version. We, we, we will talk about that later. Yeah. Uh who played uh Rocksteady? Was it uh Seamus? Was it wrestler? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Man. Uh I I need to watch those movies again. I I just need to. I haven't seen them I haven't seen them enough. I know they're bad, but whatever. Um Yeah. Let's move to pr- probably my favorite version of the characters. IDW. IDW. All the way. And the, I guess the reason I like the IDW version is because they've had so much page time and they've been willing to do wild things with the characters. Mm-hmm. What do you know about like that, that pair? Well, we, we did cover that already. 
We covered uh, we covered some of it, yeah, but some we haven't. It. Yeah, we um, haven't covered the lion's share of of the wild stories they they get caught up in. What I read, I thoroughly enjoyed because they just like everything with the IDW comic, they they flesh it out a lot more, and it gave it wasn't just like oh here are these you know two goons that tried to jump April O'Neil you know because you know Shredder needs to have her silenced. It's they they give them, you know, a, a, a good backstory and, you know, they they want to be, you know, the, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, the you know, the the big bad guys, you know, on the block, like they want to be somebody. Yeah. And um, I really enjoyed that. Like it's, you know, it's just going forward. It's the, it's the next evolution of these of these characters and what I would love to see going forward in any like film or television adaptation i want to see this type of version i want them to lean on that yeah yeah because we've yeah. already seen the stupid i was like i want to see them just beating the crap out of the turtles getting the best of them you know i just I, it, it, they need their time yeah yeah idw has done a really good job of explaining why they want to be in the foot clan why they want to live that life and and they're not just idiots who fall for things and get tricked into joining a, the foot clan no like the foot clan they're the bad guys i want to be the bad guys you know they get stuff done they're cool yeah and it's 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 really a unique approach to becoming a a, a like basically a a henchman yeah you know, because because there's there's countless numbers of henchmen in all kinds of media, but very rarely does a story go out of their way to explain, hey, why is odd job odd job? Yeah, we don't know that. And no one's going to take the time to tell us that. Mm-hmm. But the IDW comic went out of its way to tell us why Bebop and Rocksteady want to be in the position that they're in. Yeah. And I love it. Oh, I, I, it, I concur. Like it, they're definitely my, my favorite version of them. Um, later on in the series, I'm, I'm going to try not to spoil too much. Just kind of mm-hmm. cover the, like the highlights. Uh, at, at, at some point, several years into the, 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 the turtles run, the <laughs> Bebop and Rocksteady, in their infinite wisdom, stumble upon the Time Scepter. Oh, okay. I'm excited. And there's a mini series that it's simply called Bebop and Rocksteady destroy everything. That's it's genius. And I had to read it twice just to understand what was going on because they kept jumping from time to time to time to time to time. And every place that they set foot, they screwed something extremely important up. And I wow. think there was there ended up being like a panel with like five or six sets of Bebop and Rocksteadies. And it, uh-huh. it, at some point they separated and there were two scepters because things were like crossing paths. I don't remember the details because the details are very, very in like intricate. Mm-hmm. But I love Bebop and Rocksteady destroy everything. And I can't wait till we read it again. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah, uh, they, they also. I uh, got their own miniseries named Bebop and Rocksteady Hit the Road. Mm-hmm. And it's five issues uh, where they're traveling across country and 
like they believe that their mutations are disappearing. And, and probably the most memorable part of it, in, at least in my mind, is I think it's Rocksteady. His ear turns back into a human ear. Oh, wow. And he freaks out. Instead of trying to figure out why, he just cuts it off. Ooh. He just cuts his ear off. <laughs> That's cold-blooded. He's like, ah, let me get rid of that and just cut it off. Like, it's not going to happen to the rest of his body. Like, right. The in in that uh in that miniseries they really explore their history as human uh gangsters or like gang members mm-hmm. you know and and they establish like first names and last names for be or, or I'm sorry first names they don't I don't think they have last names like first names like Bebop's first name in that series is Ginaldo. Janildo? I've never that's, heard it said out loud. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rocksteady's name is Maxence. M-A-X-E-N-C-E. Maxence. What? What? That. That's just. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, the time given to these characters in IDW is why is is why they're able to go so deep into the, the the structure of the characters and it's it's great every time they show up i'm thrilled mm-hmm. and I, I can't say that about the original cartoon i can't say that about the 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 the, the nickelodeon cartoon they're fine right, right. uh and I, I guess this next thing is big spoilers for uh idw and i think you already know this happened happens because it, it it hit national news when it happened. Yeah. So there's really no way. And and oh, I, I hate it's it's important. I gotta say it. Yeah. Oh uh, no, I heard about it. When Donatello dies. Yeah. In yeah, Donatello dies in IDW or quote unquote dies. We'll we'll get over we'll, we'll get into exactly what that means way later from now. But it's Bebop and Rocksteady that kill him. Mm-hmm. Like they unceremoniously just beat the absolute crap out of him and crack his shell. Like some of the, the, the visuals in that issue are stunning because of how, how violent it is without yeah. being explicit. They, they just capture the pain that he's going through and the, the, like the brute side of Bebop and Rocksteady, mm-hmm. you know, they're the bad guys. That's what they're supposed to do. They, they don't even think twice. And it's a side of those characters we've never seen before or at that point had never seen before. And it was impressive in its execution. No pun intended. And it's like if it's ability to affect the real world, like I, I people who knew that I was a turtles guy, they were reaching out to me and saying, what is this I hear about a turtle dying? Because, of course, they're not going to buy the comics. They, they're not actually interested in, no, like, doing the research. But they know I'm a Turtles guy, and they want me. They want my opinion. Yeah. You know, and the strength of the story that was being told really helped kick that off. Mm-hmm. I've talked a lot. Jeff Hubbard, tell me. Tell, like, tell me where you stand on Bebop and Rocksteady. Give, give me your point of view on a lot of this stuff. Not necessarily IDW. I mean, just the characters as a whole. 
they were some of the first action figures that I actually owned from that brand. Um, with the uh, the squishy faces instead of the hard heads, I still have them. Um, I have a I have a really soft spot for these guys. Um, for me, one of my most vivid memories is I was on vacation uh, with my parents in Florida. We were visiting my sister, and the hotel we were staying at had a little mini arcade in it, and. Yeah the first turtles arcade game was there. And I was like, there was nobody there. I had, I had plenty of cash on me. I was like, I'm going to beat this game. And I, I beat the entire game by myself, which was very nice. But that, that memory of fighting both bebop and rock steady individually. And then at the same time and executing the being right in the middle of the screen and then being both on the left and right side and moving out of the way at just the right time as they start, you know, running at me to clunk their heads together. And at that point, I'd already done like enough damage to them to where that head knock both killed them. <laughs> wow. Which was awesome. That's <laughs> always stayed with me. Um, and, uh, you know, just, you know, just having them in the video games go through different versions of themselves, like in uh, mutants in Manhattan, not mutants in Manhattan, um, the Manhattan project, uh, where bebop comes on and is like giant monster truck. And he's got like a freaking wrecking ball on his head. So you couldn't, uh, jump kick him. You had to, cause that would, that would hurt you. You literally had to just sit there and just slash at him until he died. Um, and then of course the pirate bebop and rock city. I love those. Those are just <laughs> fantastic. I'm going to have to get those figures now that I think about it. Um, but then going to the mutants in Manhattan PS4 game and having, you know, the IDW, versions uh show up I, I hated those fights i hated them so much but it was so cool to see and i was like oh here you know he's got a bebop's got a chainsaw I'm like wait what okay sure why not dude um, bebop coming at somebody with a chainsaw like can you i can't think of too many things that's scarier than that <laughs> yeah and especially him being the size that he is yeah um um, you know, I like them. I like them. You know, it's just, uh, it's just something that you always, like you said, like you always associate that with the eighties because what would, there was nothing at that point that was off the table. I mean, we had some really weird stuff come out during that time and, uh, they're, they're iconic. Um, you know, you either love them or you hate them. <laughs> I don't think anyone hates them. Well, uh, Peter Laird. Peter Laird, but yeah, I don't know. He might. I don't know. I don't think he's reading the IDW comics. But if no, he is, he's, he's completely checked maybe. out at this point. Oh no, you know, we'll see. But like you know, um, again, I have a I have a soft spot for these guys. <laughs> and. It, it, 
actually the, the very last thing I want to cover because like we're 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 good on time, and I, I just want to explore an idea. Peter Laird, if if I was if if I was a guy who picked favorites, because I'm definitely not that guy, right? Right. Peter Laird would be my favorite of the two creators. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've enjoyed it what he has done with the characters more than I've enjoyed what, you know, Kevin Eastman has. That doesn't, I'm not, you know, discounting Kevin Eastman's, you know, contributions. I'm just saying Peter Laird's my favorite. Right. But his dislike for the characters, Bebop and Rocksteady, I understand where he's coming from Mm -hmm. in that he wants to tell a very specific kind of story. And that kind of story does not include two idiot henchmen yeah you know the the in the the 2k3 who were the henchmen in 2k3 hun yeah and um baxter stockman to 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 an extent yeah yeah like pretty you know and then karai and karai you know mentally sound characters that you know have been trained or are super smart you know yeah i think the reason peter laird didn't or doesn't like Bebop and Rocksteady is because he doesn't understand the appeal. I can get behind that. Yeah. You know, because because there's a lot of there's a lot to mine in two idiot mutants who are brutes. There's there's a lot to there's a lot of things you can do with those characters, but if you don't understand why people like them so much, it's hard to leverage that idea. And take any any thirty something year old white dude not even white dude 30 something year old dude and t- when you're talk, ask them about ninja turtles i'm gonna say 85 to 90 percent of them are going to light up when you start talking about bebop and rocksteady oh without a doubt yeah i, I can't tell you how many conversations i've had where they're like oh dude you know oh yeah dude right? bebop rocksteady yeah. yeah yeah like they're I'm, I'm going to stop. I guess I have to stop short of saying universally beloved, but there is such goodwill built into those two characters mm-hmm. that it doesn't take much for for a creator to be like, let me use them and see what I wh- where I can take them. Yeah, and it wouldn't take it doesn't take much to be successful with them. But Peter Laird, absent like phased our phase two. You know that you know we've been talking about since episode zero. Phase two doesn't have any. Like you've said it, Turtles Forever is the only instance of Bebop and Rocksteady in Phase two. Mm-hmm. And imagine how different the stuff in Phase two would be had Peter Laird understood the appeal and how to use Bebop and Rocksteady. Right. Oh yeah, I can definitely agree with that you know like let's let's say let's say this that this is this is me just postulating you know stuff but the tmnt movie the you know the 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 cg animated tmnt movie Mm -hmm. imagine if bebop and rocksteady were two of the stone soldiers Mm -hmm. and they were kind of leading the stone soldiers that came through the gates that would have been pretty wicked yeah, they could still be idiots. They're they're, they're built-in brutes. Why not? Why not 
introduce Be a Pop and Rocksteady into season four of 2K3. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have been worse than what they did in season five. Ooh. I'm sorry, the hidden season or whatever, the, whatever it's called, uh, the yeah. lost season. Uh, there's, they even would have made fast forward and back to the sewers kind of cool, mm-hmm. or at least more interesting if you introduce these these beloved characters that people want to see more stories with. Yeah, yeah, I, I could I could agree with that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a bummer. But it's not a bummer. Like what we got wasn't bad, of course. It's just it's it's a it's a fantastic what if. Yeah. So I, I think I think that it's let's uh, let's jump to final thoughts. What are your final thoughts on Bebop and Rocksteady? I mean, I, I pretty much already all said it. You know, I love these guys. <laughs> you know, I I much prefer that first season of the 87 cartoon version of them in in, in animated form mm-hmm. and then i think you know they were less stupid in seasons was it eight nine and ten what little episodes they showed up in because they were kind of phasing out um you know shredder krang and uh people from rocksteady at that point to make way for drag yeah um and uh you know, I can't think about the video games without, you know, you know, liking, you know, facing off against these guys. Yeah, their their appearances in the video games are kind of iconic. Yeah. For for beat 'em ups of that era. Oh, definitely. Um, and I love I loved all the the artwork like in the booklets for them, which were just really really cool. Um, I was disappointed, and and this was one of my disappointments. With um, the Turtles Tournament Fighters, they were not in those games unless I think they showed up in the backgrounds. It's been a while since I played them on, uh, yeah. on the Super Nintendo version. Uh, like Baxter shows up, I think, in the junkyard, and, and I think Rocksteady's there, and Bebop might be somewhere. But that was a huge missed opportunity to be able to play as these guys. Um, maybe if we get another one, you know, going forward. But if we get if the movies are going, you know, if the new movie is going to be really good and we get to go, you know, somewhere beyond, you know, that I would like to see um, them come in and uh, get properly represented like they are um, uh, being done in the uh, IDW series. Absolutely. That's yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. I think um, uh, I had a thought and then it disappeared. Where did it go? Oh, I got it. I got it. So one thing I guess I have to mention, you know, during my final thoughts is uh, the original action figures that you you mentioned, you know, the squishy heads and and, and that being one of the first ones that you got. It was not until adulthood that I realized the Rocksteady action figure looks nothing like, at least in the face, looks nothing like the Rocksteady in the the, the TV show. Straight up like full on Rhino. Yeah, yeah, it, it it was like it was like the the sculptor got the notes on what the character's supposed to look like, but yeah. never saw a picture of him. Bebop is closer, still not perfect, but closer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it looks they look more like it, they were designed at Mirage. I, maybe, maybe, yeah. Like very comic book style, not very, you know, cartoony 
Yeah. Or 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 maybe they look like animals that turned humanoid, not humans who turned into animals. Yeah. 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 Uh what what's crazy? What's 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 even kind of upsetting that my mind goes does this, but later on Playmates does, you know, the the classic collection series of figures where they do all four tur- turtles and we talked about these figures last episode but uh they also did a bebop and rocksteady for that run mm-hmm. and the bebop and rocksteady in that run look more like the characters in the original cartoon show mm-hmm. but because they don't look like the old figures my mind like has this weird cognitive dissonance and, I'm, and it's and it's like that's not your that's not my rocksteady yeah that's not right when in fact it's more right than it ever was, mm-hmm. but it looks stupid because it's not what I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's weird how it breaks my brain, but weren't they funny. like, wasn't like they were like super steroided, like ripped. Weren't they like they were buff. Yeah. Yeah. But they did look more like the, the, the they looked in the cartoons. Yeah, because they weren't based on the original cartoons. They were no, they, I'm sorry, they weren't based on the original action figures. They were based on the cartoons, so yeah. they got new sculpts, and and it's just it's so weird that they technically look right, but also off-putting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing those at the um at the outlet mall in uh in that little mini Toys R Us, and I was like, yep. should I get these? I was like, nah. What's wrong with Rocksteady's face? Yeah, <laughs> there's, there, like, there's. Well, I was thinking more like Bebop. So I was like, there's more of it. Because <laughs> like yes. he looks like he's like freaking Schwarzenegger jacked at his peak. Uh huh. Just those, just all the gigantic muscles. They're so weird. I'm, those are probably on my short list uh, to get because I really want them. They're yeah. so stupid looking. But uh, final thoughts for me, Bebop and Rocksteady, underutilized characters that are beloved. Uh, I feel like their story's not over. I hope not. Like Nickelodeon is a smart company. Viacom is a smart company. Uh, every time they've been in the IDW comics – Fans have loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time they've been on screen, whether that's TV or movie, fans have enjoyed it. Nickelodeon is going to leverage these, these characters. They own them. They they know people love them. I'm surprised they didn't show up in Rise, but then again, Rise is only two, two, two seasons long. Yeah. I mean, we had some nods, but nothing yeah. concrete. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we will get to enjoy them in the brand new TMNT Shredder's Revenge video game coming. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, from and I hate to interject, but the the image uh, the, the or the footage that we got, it show it looks like oh they don't just have uh, Bebop doesn't have just a regular gun. It's like a warthog looking gun. Nice. I was like okay okay that's pretty <laughs> dope. So yeah yeah we're this is. We, Bebop and Rocksteady will be constants going forward, and I like that. Yeah. You heard it uh, here first, folks. Bebop and Rocksteady will return in Moonraker. 
No, wait. <laughs> Thunderball? It's Mallrats. They'll return in Mallrats. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, I, that, that pretty much does it uh, for this episode of uh, Shellheads. I almost said Reality Breached. Look at me. Look at you. Um, what are we talking about next time, Jeff? Do you Ooh, know? A, I don't. See, I don't go ahead and read the notes ahead of time. I just I like to be surprised. <laughs> well, to be fair, I also don't know what we're talking about. Let me let me check my notes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, ooh. Uh, that was uh, the excitement. Well, it's gonna be four kids. We're gonna be talking about two K three again. Oh snap! We're we have made it to season three. It's a good season. That's a good season. It's 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 definitely before it gets bad. So. Uh, I disagree with that, but that's just me. What are you saying? It's it's right when it gets bad. No, no. <laughs> How do you disagree with that? I enjoy it. <laughs> I'm gonna have yeah. my nitpicks, but I'll save that for the cast. Yeah, season three is a good season, and uh, that's what we're knocking out next time. Um, and we are gonna continue our three episodes per month uh, cadence until the summer. So enjoy that. Uh, we're going to be working our butts off to bring you TMNT stuff all summer, or all spring, I guess. Uh, in the meantime, Jeff, where can you be found? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Brennan, Mississippi's premier arcade. We specialize in retro and modern games, uh, Neo Geo, uh, and everything else in between. Uh, we do birthday parties, tournaments, and more. Uh, we're on Facebook. Um, so please, uh, give us a like, follow, um, and, uh, where can we find you, Sergio? Realitybreached.com or on your podcast player, uh, just search Reality Breached. Uh, there you'll find the Reality Breach podcast and all of our other side stuff. Like that's where you find shellheads. That's where you find de- debriefing at cocktails, uh, the black pocket podcast, dead scene kids, We've got a whole stable of uh, things to listen to over there, uh, each one with their own frequency as to when they're released, because none of them are cons- as consistent as Shellheads. Uh, but Reality Breached is having a really big month this month. Mm-hmm. We've already already released three episodes, one about uh, WandaVision, one about cancel culture, and most recently, you, good sir, uh, Jeff, were included on our our. our drawn out conversation about the Snyder cut. Yes, that was, that was fun. And I was on both segments and they were both fantastic. The second one, hilarious, absolutely hilarious. You need you personally, Jeff, you need to listen to it. Oh, I plan on it and everyone else needs to listen to it as well. Yes. Um, and that can be found at realitybreach.com. You can also follow, uh, shellheads on Facebook and Instagram. I'm posting some cool stuff over there. Uh, there was a really cool secret of the use thing I posted just the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you can find us by searching Shellheads podcast. I think that's our handle. <laughs> I should probably know that. Uh, if you Google Shellheads podcast, Instagram, it'll come up. Yeah. So look for us there. Um, that's all we got. Well, I do want to also take a moment um, to plug uh, something else. If you guys have not had a chance to listen to our episode of, tomes of evil that's right uh, podcast please do head over and uh give it a listen and check out some of their other podcasts because they're pretty fantastic 
I mean, who doesn't love talking about villains? Um, <laughs> and uh, we will definitely be returning in a future episode. I'm not going to say what just yet, but uh, just kind of wet y'all's appetite. At the first taste is free. <laughs> so, uh, so okay, okay, all right. Well, if we're plugging other people's stuff, let's do it. Let's let's jump whole hog, right? Whole oh, yeah. hog, ha! Bebop and Rocksteady. Look at that, whole yeah. warthog. Uh, I currently do a segment on a like a sister cast uh, of a friend of mine. The the cast is the Bear and the Beard, uh, like and it. yeah, and I have my own segment. It's called Sergio Hates Everything. That sounds so entertaining right there. Uh, check that out. Uh, I've I've been on at least one episode of theirs that wasn't part of the segment that, that's coming out soon. And me and Jeff, we will be on the Beard and the Bear talking about Ninja Turtles pretty soon. So check that out, that that out as well. Give them some likes. Uh, they're they're a, a cool couple guys. So yeah, follow follow the Beard and the Bear. Follow uh, Tomes of Evil. And Reality Breached and Shellheads and everything else in between. And Warp Zone. And Warp Zone. Uh, And thank you for listening. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.